everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's September 23rd, it's 2021. We have five baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Probably talk about the Thursday night football game as well. Why not? You know, with only a five-game baseball slate. Riding solo today. So, I mean, with only five games and potential weather in Philly, why not talk some football as well? As always, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, appreciate uh, Prize Picks being um, sponsored the podcast. Love what they're doing over there. If you guys haven't checked them out, promo code Grinders. I know Will's doing a bunch of stuff promoting. If you ever um, have any questions or anything like that, uh, if you're listening to this early in the morning and want to jump on some disc golf, I really like the under for Paul McBeth on 49 and the under for Calvin Heinberg at 50 and the over for Jeremy Colling at 52 and a half. So, um, well, disc golf picks. Check them out. Prize picks, grinders, promo code. And uh, let's talk some baseball here today. We get started with Washington at Cincinnati, eight total. The Reds, a minus 195 favorite in this game. We got Corbin against Luis Castillo. Um, as far as Corbin goes, not a ton of interest here for me um, and Corbin. You look at this lineup against left-handed pitching this season. They have some good bats. Castellanos, Farmer, um, Suarez, we know throughout his career, has been good against lefties. India, low strikeout rate. Stevenson, low strikeout rate. So I just don't think Corbin is someone that I want to play here in Cincinnati. Um, I mean, really, has only had a couple good games um, over the last two months, really. The other side, Luis Castillo, 24% K rate on the season. Good ground ball pitcher. Um, this lineup is not that scary outside of a couple bats. So I think Luis Castillo is in plays 8,900. Pitching is, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's terrible on the slate. It's definitely um, nothing to write home about. But I mean, Escobar Soto, low strikeout guys. Soto, obviously the best hitter in this lineup. But overall, this lineup strikes out a bunch. So I definitely, I, I like Castillo in the spot. 8,900. You know, we're going to talk about McCullers. Steven Matz, maybe. And Aaron Nola. I mean, after that, pitching gets a little shaky on the slate. So as far as the Washington bats go, I mean, if you want to take shots on one Soto, I don't hate it. He's expensive. Going to be pretty low on here on a five-game slate. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. On the red side, Castellanos, 5,500. I think he's um, one of the top hitters on this slate. I like the price tag on Kyle Farmer at 3,800. He has good numbers against left-handed pitching this season. Doesn't walk, doesn't strike out. So, I mean, he's going to be someone that's going to put the ball in play. Outside of that, I want to see what the lineup looks like. Um, if Stevenson's in there, he's 3,200. I mean, I don't hate Joey Votto if you're stacking Cincinnati. Suarez if you're stacking Cincinnati. But, I mean, Castellanos, Farmer, my two favorites. And then I like the price tag on Stevenson. Up next, we got Pittsburgh at Philly. Sounds like Pittsburgh is going to use an opener situation, Overton, and then Oviedo. I don't expect either one of them to pitch too deep into this game. And then Aaron Nola on the Philly side. There's an eight and a half total in this game, and the Phillies are a minus 250 favorite, one of the biggest favorites on the slate. 
Uh, I'm going to stay away from the opener situation for Pittsburgh. Philly is a team that's playing for something right now. I mean, they need to win every single game down the stretch here. And I, I mean, I'm just not playing these guys. And then on the other side, Aaron Nola, I mean, outside of maybe Yoshi and Reynolds, there's not a ton of power in this lineup. So I definitely could see, you know, Aaron Nola being the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. You know, Zach Wheeler had a had a really solid, strong outing on yesterday's slate. I'm hoping we kind of get the same here from Nola. He has a 31.5% K rate on the season. He's been very hit or miss, it, it seems like. But, I mean, this is a spot he could put up 30-plus fantasy points. It's hard not to love him in this spot. Um, I think he's the highest, like, the, the top point-per-dollar pitcher on this smaller slate. He is going to probably be, end up being very popular, though. Uh, Pittsburgh backs. I really don't have anything here. I mean, if you want to take like one-off tournament power, Yoshi, Colin Moran, maybe Reynolds um, is so expensive at 5K. I just don't. I don't see myself ending up on him in this spot. Um, I mean, on the other side, you're getting. A really, I mean, it's going to be a bullpen game, and both the guys that are supposed to start this game are righties. Hard not to love um, Bryce Harper in this spot. He's super expensive. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon came through for us yesterday. Brad Miller, I think, is okay if you're looking at, you know, some bats in this game. Obviously, Rumuto, but I mean, don't love the pricing, but pitching is, I mean, pitching pricing is really soft on this slate. So it's going to be a little bit easier on this one to, you know, kind of make this stuff work. Texas at Baltimore, nine total. Baltimore is a slight favorite, but I mean, I think this game is going to flip flat back and forth pretty much all day. We got Glenn Otto. Um, I mean, he's not someone that's going to overpower anybody. So, I don't see myself using him in this spot. I mean, we've had, what, uh, four four starts from him now. And, I mean, he's a righty. He has decent strikeout stuff, but he continues to get hit pretty hard. Um, and, I mean, Houston and Oakland poured on a lot of runs against him. So, tough offenses to face, not big strikeout offenses. Um you know, Baltimore, maybe you could take shots on him, but probably not going to not going to end up there for me. And then um, Zach Lothar on the other side of this game, he's a lefty going up against Texas. Low strikeout guy allows a lot of power to both sides of the plate. Probably going to throw 60, 65 pitches here. Not going to pitch too deep into this game. So. Um, as far as bats go in this one, I mean, it's hard not to have a little interest in the Texas bats just because of who they're facing, but this lineup stinks. Um, and I mean, that's the biggest concern. It's, I mean, it's Garcia 46. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, I mean, just looking through this lineup and looking through the data here, it's just so hard to trust any of these guys. 
I think Garcia and maybe like a, a three-man stack and just kind of hope. Um, I mean, it's not going to look pretty by any means. So, And then, I mean, on the Baltimore, the Baltimore side of things here, Mullins at 4,300, I think is in play. Um, Mancini is 3,200. I definitely don't mind like a, a three-man Baltimore stack. They're really, really cheap um, throughout this lineup. So, I mean, you're going to have to see what the lineup looks like. But, I mean, Mullins, Mancini, maybe Hayes. I think both of these teams are interesting like secondary stacks on the slate. Uh, I think this is going to be an ugly game and plenty of scoring in this one. Uh, Toronto at Minnesota, nine and a half total in this one. The Blue Jays are 150 favorite. We got Steven Matz against Michael Pineda. Uh, Steven Matz, 9,200 here. He's kind of priced up for this matchup. I mean, this lineup is, it's, the lineups that they're running out here right now Um are nothing to write home about. Steven Matz, 22% K rate on the season, 6% walk rate. Strikes out lefties at a much higher clip. So I think if you're looking at Steven Matz in this game, uh, I think you're looking more at... I think you're just looking more at someone to be different, and you're, you, you have to watch that Minnesota lineup and see what it looks like. I mean... Their numbers aren't great against lefties. Donaldson has a 290 ISO, but outside of that, this lineup's not great against lefties. So, especially if Buxton's still out, um, he's dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. They did say he was available to pinch hit on a Wednesday slate. So, we'll have to kind of see on that one. Um, and then, I mean, on the other side, Michael Pineda, he's 5,800. I don't love him in this spot. I mean, he just faced this team and put up 15 fantasy points. 15 fantasy points at 5,800 isn't going to kill you. It's just I do think he is someone that could easily put up negative 10 fantasy points in the spot too. So, I mean, buyer beware on playing Michael Pineda in this spot. Um, I mean, 49% hard contact rate on the season against righties facing this right-handed power offense. Uh, Toronto Bats, I think they're definitely a team you want to look at here. Vlad, uh, Marcus Simeon, Springer's back. Teoscar Hernandez, uh, Gary L at 3,200 seems to be one of the better value plays on this slate. This guy has been hitting pretty much all month. So definitely like Gary L at 3,200. And um, people get scared. They don't want to play that six hitter, but no issues with me playing that six hitter. On the Minnesota side, I mean, I like Donaldson probably as a one-off. Um, I mean, you could always take shots on Garver or Snow against lefties. Um, if Buxton's back in the lineup, you could definitely take shots on him. But the power righties is where I want to play. Um, what I want to play against Steven Metz. Finish it out here with Houston, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Eight and a half total in this game. And um, the Astros are a 190 favorite. Lance McCullers, Alex Cobb. Um, I mean, Lance McCuller is getting this Angels lineup 
is kind of juicy. This team strikes out at a ridiculously high clip. So, I mean, ceiling-wise, I think Lance McCullers has the highest ceiling on the slate. You know, he has a 28% K rate facing a team that rolled out a 29% K rate on Wednesday. So, I mean, McCullers for me is the ceiling number one. He just put up 26 fantasy points against this team. He's averaging 24 fantasy points and four starts or yeah, four starts against the team this season. So I like McCullers a lot. And then Alex Cobb on the other side. I mean, this lineup is top to bottom solid. And I mean, Alex Cobb, 25% K rate on the season. He's done a great job, you know, generating ground balls, but I think this offense is too good. He is one that, like, if he's going to be loaned and you want to take a tournament shot, I don't hate, you know, maybe taking a tournament shot. But overall, I think this is a really bad spot for Alex Cobb. As far as bats go on the Houston side, I mean, you could definitely stack Houston here. Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman. Tucker's back. Brantley's on the IL, which stinks because we know everybody listens to the podcast knows how much we like playing him. So, on the Angels side, I mean, you could play Otani against anybody, but outside of him and maybe Walsh, no real interest in this offense. Uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, let's talk some football. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. I mean, probably none of these guys. If I had to pick someone, I would probably take Corbin, but I don't think any of these guys get six or more strikeouts today. I think this is the day you get pay up for pitching and call it a day. Over 8K to score under 15. I mean, I'd have to take Alex Cobb here against Houston. I think all these other guys are in really, really strong spots. Over 4K to go yard today. Um, give me Nick Cassianos, um, that early game that we talked about. Under 4K to get two hits. Um, trying to go a little off the board. I mean, I love the price on Trey Mancini. I know he's been slumping, but I mean, I'm going to definitely take some shots on him at this price. So I'll take Trey Mancini here. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Give me the Reds. And, um, I mean, that's it for baseball. Nothing real, nothing else to really go over here for baseball. Um, let's shift gears and look at this uh, Thursday night football game here. Carolina Panthers at Houston Texans. 43 total in this game. Carolina, a big favorite here at minus eight and a half. Um, I mean, we'll do a true morning grind style, and then maybe I'll talk a little how I'm going to approach this slate on showdown. Uh, looking at the Carolina side, obviously they're a big favorite. This Houston defense um, has really struggled against the run. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in fantasy football. So I obviously like Christian McCaffrey a lot in this game. Um, probably going to be a really popular captain play. And I mean, Floor-wise, he probably has the highest floor of anybody um, on any slate. Like, he's going to project almost double the amount of fantasy points as any other position player on this slate. So, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, the top play on the slate. And, I mean, DJ Moore, I think, is, you know, someone that we're definitely looking at here. He is someone that has seen the majority of the targets outside of Christian McCaffrey. 
target share, which is higher than Christian McCaffrey, obviously wide receiver running back. Um, McCaffrey's getting way more touches, though, uh, with all his running attempts as well. But, I mean, you know, if you're looking for home runs, I think Robbie Anderson, if you're looking for value, I think Terrence Marshall would be who I would take shots on. And then as far as, like, the tight end situation goes, if I was going to play a tight end, it would probably be Dan Arnold. I think he has the best opportunity um, in this Carolina offense uh, to do anything as the tight end. And I think most people will play Ian Thomas, but I think Dan Arnold would be the guy um, if you're just going to take some shots. Like I said, Marshall. um, Yeah, I think that's it um, on the Carolina side. I mean, the Carolina defense here, definitely in play. On the Houston side, I mean, Tyra Tyler out. Uh, they have already ruled out uh, Watson as well. So it's going to be Davis Mills, um, third-round draft pick out of Stanford. Don't think he played much with Stanford either. Um, so got to do a little bit more research on Davis Mills. But, I mean, Mark Ingram had a majority of the rushing attempts last week. Um I mean, the snaps are just so close as far as this team goes. So, this, I mean, they use – I'll say this. They, they're using quite a bit of two running backs, um, but, I mean, it's so hard to trust any of these guys. Ingram, maybe if you're just trying to touch, take a touchdown, um, Lindsey and Johnson would be some, you know, interesting. But, I mean, Phil Lindsay had one catch last week, so I wouldn't get too crazy on that. I think David Johnson – you know, has a little bit higher floor, but I mean, Mark Ingram's going to be the guy that if they're trying to run the ball, that's who they're going to take shots on here. I mean, the Carolina defense is pretty solid this season after two weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, on, on the wide receiver front here, I love Brandon cooks. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely take some shots on him at captain on the slate. Uh, I mean, there's been reports that he's been staying after practice, working with the young quarterback. So I think the chemistry is going to be Cook's getting peppered with targets in this game. His target share is already through the roof. And, I mean, Danny Amendola is out for this game as well as um, Nico Collins. So Chris Conley probably going to be the starting wide receiver two for Houston in this game. And, I mean, he's going to be pretty popular here at 1,600. I mean, I think if you're you're taking shots on him. You're maybe taking shots here on Anthony Miller at 1K. And, I mean, just kind of – I mean, this is why, you know, I have interest in David Johnson. I think he's going to get plenty of targets here um, out of the backfield. So, the tight end situation, I mean, if you're taking shots, it's probably Aikens. He's super cheap. But, I mean – probably get exposure to Farrell Brown too if you're wanting just like that Houston's going to give you the cheaper options just overall here you know McCaffrey and DJ Moore being so expensive Sam Darnold being so expensive so the Houston side's going to definitely give you um more value and you're going to you're going to need it cuz you want to play Christian McCaffrey whether or not you play him in the captain spot or not um I think the two like my two favorite non-Christian McCaffrey captains are Brandon Cooks and DJ Moore. 
probably going to use a lot of four, two, you know, lineup stacks on this slate. Um, definitely don't mind getting some of the Panthers defense in there, even, you know, with skill players going up against him. So Davis Mills is pretty cheap for a quarterback. Um, definitely don't mind going that route at 8,400. I mean, Robbie Anderson, you know, boomer bust. So, I mean, overall for me, like I said, probably going to be building a lot of four twos. If I'm not playing McCaffrey and captain, it'd be either more or cooks. So probably looking at three to three different types of builds overall uh, for me in this one. So fun slate. I mean, it's as fun as it's going to be for a <laughs> week three, Carolina Panthers, Houston um, game. So, I mean, take advantage of it. Football season's here. We're going to have some fun with it. So, that's going to wrap it up for the podcast today. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. More baseball. Also, uh, morning grind football edition Thursdays, as always, will be out. So uh, look for that. That'll wrap it up. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.